Hello everyone, this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. Well, I am so excited today because I have with me Dr. Irma Sambanai as my co-host guest seg- for this segment. Uh, really excited because um, obviously we're in the midst of a very intense situation right now, as we all know. Um, just as I started this podcast, President Trump uh, announced a state of national emergency and, um, you know, call, where that allows FEMA resources and such. And, you know, we're, we're, it's obviously this coronavirus has moved to a, another level, um, which, as, as, as I've shared earlier in other podcasts, you know, we, we definitely see the astrology of that playing out very intensely. And, um, and as you know, I, I, I have promised you that I would come back on as I, in the last episode, um, that with, um, you know, with guests that are talking about creative solutions and, you know, remember how in the last episode, um, if you haven't listened to it, you want to definitely have a listen to that, um, using mantra and yoga, you know, to, of create a, a high frequency, you know, that can surpass, um, any kind of uh, low density, such as a virus or any any kind of illness. So um, obviously, um, you know, there are many, many paths here. And I'm very excited to share with you some of the opportunities and uh, tools that are available to us. So I'm, I was feeling very guided um, to, um, to, to actually take this podcast into that direction, uh, uh, offering more of, you know, um, experiential things where we can move into that into that velocity. So, um, yes, I mentioned uh, Shita, uh, my dear soul sister, Shita Benavari. She um, is a yoga master and she's, she's going to be joining us. And, and today she wasn't able to today, but I was so glad that, um, Irma-san was available. So, um, I'm, I'm launching this with him and, um, it's it's very exciting. I'm, I'm just, I can't wait to, to um, introduce you to him. So before I do that, I just wanted to kind of give you that recap about you know where we are astrologically. Um, uh, obviously, we have the Saturn Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. These are massive outer planets making huge societal changes. Um, that is the prevailing theme for throughout this year, as as we've shared, and. Um, and so this month of March, I knew would be very, very intense because of the fact that um, Mars, the planet of action and movement, forward movement, is, um, is marching through Capricorn. So it's meeting up with, you know, uh, Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter, you know, the, the big boys, and causing all sorts of ruckus. Um, so, um, and it, and it's not over yet. As I had said earlier that the, these last two weeks of March are going to be really intense. So I notice how he didn't say bad because, you know, we're not about that. Um, it may look bad, you know, to the ego <laughs> perhaps that wants to be comfortable, but the, um, the most, the most important thing here is about not only remaining calm, but using these as opportunities um, so Mars is the planet of action. And yes, it, on the shadow side, Mars is, is the god of war, right? So aggression and war. So, um, but the, the higher road of Mars is initiative. It's, it's, it's a cardinal, you know, Aries, the, the sign that it rules, Aries and Scorpio. 
Aries is a, um, a cardinal sign, so it's about leadership. And I like to think of it as blazing a new path. So blazing a path of light. That's definitely a Mars conversation. Now, what it's blazing this month, very easily seen, is this spread of this virus. You know, uh, the planet Jupiter, which is the planet of expansion and openings and um, increase, um, is is getting closer and closer to Saturn. So things are going to get a little crazier. You know, it's just just what what's so. Um, the Jupiter connection with Saturn and Pluto. You know, um, it's first going to um, meet up with Pluto. And uh, when Jupiter conjuncts Pluto, it's going to be around April 4th. So that's going to be intense. That's, you know, uh, the virus could increase, you know, more so with more cases and such um, before peaking. And, um, and so we, we just want to be aware, you know, we, we're getting our, our coordinates here so we can navigate effectively. Um, of course, this conversation has dominated everyone's consciousness on the planet. And, um, and yet we, we have to remember when we're, you know, listening to all these news stories, we so, it's so easy to get sucked into that, you know, into that reality or that, that piece of reality. And it's very easy to forget that there is, you know, that truly that's only like 1% of our consciousness. So 99% is, is elsewhere. It's in a higher velocity. So we're, you know, the purpose of, of today's show and, and of course future segments, we're going to be exploring that other 99. And how, has, how does astrology fit in with that? And how, how does this point, you know, how can we use these planetary lineups and, and open them, you know, a higher level of understanding and interpreting them and like of what's available. So not the fear and doom, doom and gloom, you know, although being real, it does, there is an enormous restriction going on. Um, but as I, I, as I've said before, you know, we want to remember that with every restriction, there is expansion on the other, we could say on the other side. So as you press in a water balloon, the other side pops out. So yes, the, the, if we have to, you know, quarantine or stay home or, you know, restrict ourselves and not go out of our house like people in Italy and, and elsewhere, um, if, if more of us have to do that, there is some, there is a grace and there is another aspect that I'm, I'm going to be inviting you to look at. And that's why I felt, um, really got a clear message from Spirit, you know, um, I just heard, you know, get him on this podcast. So, um, you know, thank goodness he was available. And um, I just want to introduce you to him. And um, before I, I introduce you, just wanted to, to mention a few more things astrological. And then we're going to go into solutions, you know, and he's he's got a lot to share, but I'll, I'll just put a pause button on that for just a moment. Um, my geeky self must inform you that um, <laughs> Uranus, not only is Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto doing its conga line dance, but Uranus and Taurus, you know, and here in the other corner, Uranus, the planet of change and rebellion and revolution and uniqueness and innovation and genius and world community that is you know as we know it's been in the sign of Taurus for the last two years 
and it's, it's now um, it's approaching it's making a very interesting contact in this chart of the United States. It's squaring, it's making a 90 degree angle, a challenge point to the nodes of the USA chart. So the nodes of the USA chart, the North node and South node, the karmic evolutionary path is what the nodes represent and letting go of old habits and things. The nodes of the United States are in Leo and Aquarius. Leo, North node, six degrees, 36 minutes of Leo, South node, in Aquarius, 636. What does that represent? Well, it's many things. Leo, think about light. Leo is fire and light and it's youth and children and creativity and full self-expression. So it's really saying when we founded the United States, the, the, the evolutionary purpose was to remember that we are light, that we are, what is Leo? Royalty that we, you know, it's cosmic joke, right? We gave up the crown, you know, King George. And it's like, no, the real royalty is each of us. And we are that sovereign being. So, um, and the south node of the, um, of the chart is, is Aquarius. So if you think about Aquarius rules technology, and um, isolation, you know, on a, on a the, the karmic south node, we look at more of the, um, you know, the, the I would say the downside of things. So it's where we get isolated, where we pull away. And you think about so many of us, we, we, we have our heads down in our iPhones and we don't connect physically, intimately as much like we used to because of technology. Um, but... Um, being socially isolated, being very, very rational-minded, you know, being too rational and too, you know, reserved and uh, calculated and such. So that's where we want to evolve away from. And our, our North Node, again, Leo, shining the light. Children are our future, you know, songs have said that. Uh, the, the children are leaders. So I find it interesting right now with Uranus is squaring those nodes. It's, it's like making a T. And so it's saying, hey, you know what? It's time to um, really bust out. You know, Uranus is about freedom and liberation. And it's like breaking free. And what is it going to take for us to shine our light? And Uranus is in the sun, in, in, um, it also rules the nervous system. And so as a yogi, you, you could look at it in yoga wisdom as the kundalini energy. So I find it interesting that it's now, um, now has never been a better time to do yoga and certainly kundalini pranayam, breathing exercises, all of this. It's almost like the universe is saying, okay, guys, look, if you have to quarantine, if you have to stay home, if you have to limit your life, do some pranayam. Uh, so um, we're going to have Irmasan telling, telling us, um, sharing, hopefully I'm going to ask him to share some of his, his experiences with that. But um, this, just to give you a heads up with the timing of that, the Uranus uh, squaring the nodes, right now Uranus is at four degrees of Taurus. So we're only two degrees away from the exact lineup of the, in the USA chart. Well, it's going to perfect. It's going to get exactly at that point about April 25th. So we got another five weeks, six weeks. 
until it's so from now through April 25th we're going to really have this outrageous opportunity to um, I'm just you know hearing produce outrageous results <laughs> and so we may have some amazing breakthroughs there um, and then it will also um, Uranus is going to retrograde over the summer on August 15th it's going to retrograde at 10 degrees and then it's going to go step right retrograde means step back and it's going to hit that six degree point again around December 20th and uh, it'll station direct and it'll start moving forward again at six degrees uh, so very interesting year you see so from now through you know January of next year that's a that's a long time we are we are being given this outrageous opportunity um, so I'm, I'm real excited and uh, who better to talk about this? Oh my God. Cause Irma-san is like, I just so, um, appreciate him. He is very much into, he's a chiropractor. He's a doctor. He is, um, but he's a yogi, you know? And so he, um, is very much into these teachings and he's going to share about them. So I figured why, you know, how perfect, of course, this is why you know, the universe wants me to have him on the show right now, because uh, he's going to open up a lot of um, uh, opportunities here. I'm going to, we're going to talk about that. So um, yes, it looks a little crazy out there, but just know that there's always assistance and there's always these tools that we want to remember. One other thing about Uranus, it rules ETs. Okay. So, you know, don't call Uber call the ETs. I mean, Uber can't, you don't want to deal with some guy with a face mask, right? Picking you up in some little Honda Civic. No. Why do that when you can have, you know, (laughs) a ship, right? Um, And and don't, listen, for some of you who may doubt about ETs, let me tell you, I heard from one of the podcast listeners today um, that um, she had a dream and she said the dream was, you know, the dreams that are so real that you, you, you don't even think they're dreams. She had one of those yesterday or today. And she said that um, she felt ships of light were all moving around in her, in her vicinity, in her, in her area, right around her. So there's definitely a higher dimensional contact and a higher dimensional realities that are uh, beginning to meld with our our consciousness here and what we call reality on earth and that uranus squaring the usa nodes i mean look okay not that they wouldn't go to other you know countries i'm you will not be overlooked philippines india and all the rest um but um i guess they just figured you know (laughs) these people we need it first i don't know (laughs) but um it's, it's a huge opportunity, and especially because it's making that tight T-square with the USA nodes. Um, you know, they've got our eye on us. What can I tell you? So this, this is going to be fun and engaging, and, um, you, you know, Uranus is the great liberator. It's the Kundalini Yoga energy. It's um, ETs. It's all of the above, right? Check, check, check. So um, outrageous, unknown, um, surprising, shocking, like didn't see it coming. Those are all Uranus energies. So, um, you know, as, as dire as all this looks on the news, just know, you know, this is, we've got other things here. So not to despair. So with having said that, let's, um, I got to introduce you to Irma-san, Dr. Irma-san, Dr. Benai. 
um, here he is. Well, thank you, Liliana. I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, it's quite a quite a blessing for me. Uh, you know, we've known each other for quite some time, and I, I dramatically respect what you do, so I'm grateful to be here. Oh, thank you. You're going to make me cry. Oh, I'm the <laughs> Well, and, and like you said, it's definitely a, what appears to be a crazy world out there right now. And um, I imagine that people are hopefully struggling to not go into panic mode, you know. But of course, we do see that, uh, you know, a lot of people um, doing that. So, you know, there, as you were saying, certainly um, the greater the challenge, uh, possibly the greater the opportunity, you know, the opportunity for growth, uh, the opportunity for stepping into, um, as you know, our personal power. Uh, to empower ourselves, to heal ourselves. Um, <clears throat> you know, the time of going to doctors and uh, having them tell you what to do and, uh, you know, giving you this pill and that pill and, you know, it, it's, it's, there's a, a time and a period where people empower themselves. And hopefully the doctors of the future go around and show and teach people how to empower themselves how to heal themselves, how to dramatically increase their vitality. And so you had, you had kind of touched on it as to, you know, what people can do. And I feel the single most thing that people can do at this time is dramatically increase their vitality. And what's interesting is there's, because, there, you know, you can, there's living, barely, and then there's thriving and there's vitality, you know, the vitality that a five-year-old has. You know, we look at the five-year-old and we're like, wow, where does all that energy at? Well, it's from decades of poor eating and poor thinking and, you know, poor living. And so the, uh, the body takes a toll, but it doesn't have to be permanent. It doesn't have to be that way. We can reverse a great deal of things. Uh, so, you know, we have two factors and that's and you mentioned one, you mentioned frequency. So you have the frequency or the vibration that, that we're resonating at, but there's also the vitality aspect, which has to do with the amount of life force, the amount of prana, chi, that, you know, as they, as they term it in the East. Uh, life force is kind of a, a, a term that um, people can get here in, in the West. You know, the amount of life force that we have in our body the life force that has you jump up in the morning and say, by God, today is going to be a fantastic day. You know, is that how, is that how most people get out of, roll out of bed? I, I don't know. I, I would say probably not. Right. You Especially know? now with yeah. this coronavirus thing, it's like there's so much worry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Worry, worry and fear is paramount uh, in a way of, of destroying life force. You know, those two do not live together in the same world. Uh, fear and vitality uh, are total opposites. Yeah. So, um, you know, the more uh, that somebody goes into fear, the more vitality that will be sapped from them. Mm. Oh, I would just say, too, astrologically, the correlate for that, for fear, Saturn and Pluto, especially both of them, you know, Saturn is fear, can be the, the shadow side, fear, melancholy, depression, mm. Pluto, death, right? Mm. Yes, rebirth, but a lot of subconscious fears. So when they're, mm. they're to, 
so tight right now. So yeah, yeah this this is a yeah yeah. So and, you just know, wanted to share that. And there's a whole you know we could get down to the nitty gritty of you know, pol- you know the political aspect of the world and and the powers that be, you know and and um, you know certainly there is a there is um, a situation in the world right now that needs attention. You know, there's no doubt about that. But we also have to look at the the desire, possibly, of the media to uh, instill fear and panic in people. You know, above and beyond what uh, maybe uh, uh, something that is uh, reasonable. So you know, and that that's a whole another topic, a whole another subject. You know, uh, why would that be? Who could be behind that? Why would they do that? You know, but um, ultimately, you know, it's it's coming back to um, controlling populations, um, and then again, whether it's individuals or groups of individuals taking back their power, you know, taking back your ability to say who and what you are. Um, who and what you stand for, uh, how you are going to approach life, and um, and learning the tools that can have you be uh, uh, performing at the top of our potential, you know, and that really takes, uh, as as we were saying, a, a high level of um, vitality. Mm. Yeah. Um, one of the things that that just came to mind as you were saying that was. Um, you know, like we always have that choice, and um, there was that um, in that I mentioned this in another podcast, but it's coming up again, so I feel I guess I need to mention it um, again. There was um, that scene in the Raiders of the Lost Ark when it was like one of the, the final scene of the movie where um, where you know Harrison Ford is tied up with with the girlfriend. Uh, Marion and they and the, the the Nazis are you know tied them up and they're trying to kill them and and the Ark you know they unleash the Ark and you know how the guy melts you know and it, it's almost like you know what's it going to be are you going to like I mean he kept saying don't look don't look at the like turn your face away you know like you it's like you have to consciously choose to not go there and it takes every ounce of strength but that's it can right. be done that's right you know there's a big difference between knowing, knowing what's going on in the world and and being so immersed in it that it rules your life you know and if someone's you know glued to their tv watching the newscasts you know i don't know that that's the right approach you know it's definitely knowing what's happening in the world uh but not you know uh, being you know, uh, immersed in the, in the drama of the world. I know you don't take a lot of, I mean, I, I am definitely, I love, you know, the news and reading and reading and reading, but I know you spend and have spent a lot of time in the last many years cultivating a very amazing yogic practice, pranayama. Um, could you maybe share about the benefits since you're a doctor, you can also share the science of that and maybe, you know, offer some, uh, things Absolutely. for people to Well, you to know, um, one of the things, you know, our mission is traveling and, and, uh, and teaching to wherever we're invited, you know, to share uh, ways of doing correct breathing, you know, but not only, and not only doing correct breathing, but sacred, long-lost 
truths about our energy bodies and how we can heal ourselves with our energy bodies. But going back to the breathing, I would say that's fundamentally one of the primary ways that people either sabotage themselves or can uh, improve themselves when we're talking about vitality. And one of the things, you know, and, and I would say that probably uh, the great majority of people uh, do not breathe correctly. So they sabotage themselves. They're sabotaging them unconsciously. You know, they're not consciously not breathing correctly. You know? How do you sabotage yourself when you breathe? Uh, if somebody's, right. how, how does well, that occur? A shallow breather is uh, not stimulating the lymphatic system on a physiological level. But on a very, what I would say a higher level is when you are able to breathe deeply, uh, taking a full breath in and then a full breath out, what happens is you're oxygenating the body you're fully, completely oxygenating the body. And when you can do something that used to be an unconscious act and now you make it into a conscious act, like you're consciously breathing. And that's really a meditative practice, you know. We could go into that whole venue, you know, at some point. But you're, you're consciously breathing, consciously taking deep breaths into the belly and using the diaphragm uh, which is the main muscle for breathing instead of using the chest muscles. A, a shallow breather will utilize the chest to try to take in air, and there's not much movement in the chest and the ribs. All the movement's in the diaphragm. So you breathe into your belly, your belly expands, and you take a full breath in. And what's nice about that is on a physical level, you're taking in oxygen, but on a metaphysical level, the life force rides on the oxygen. Mm. So when you take a deep breath, you're physically giving yourself and your body and your brain oxygen, but you're also giving yourself uh, a, an, ex an abundance of, of life force. Wow. And um, what kinds of um, realizations did you if you can share maybe about kinds of the things when you started getting into this practice what did you notice started shifting about your life you're smiling okay yeah. well <laughs> you got I some just good remember stories. back in like it was in the mid 90s and I had my first experience of energy like feeling energy I can tell you that it was one of the most profound experiences in my life. It was the most profound experience up until, you know, to my life up at that, to that point. And so it's a dramatic shift in your way of looking at the world when all of a sudden you feel and experience an energy in your body. And I'm trying to think how to, how to describe that. It's almost like the vitality of, um, you know, you can feel uh, energy coming out of your hands. Um, you can feel uh, the energy when you're, you're say you have uh, your hand on another person. Um, and more than that is you start to build up your own energy or your life force within your body and you start to be able to do things you didn't used to be, like or didn't used to do. Like the things that used to be drudgery and uh, work are now like effortless and easy because you have this energy, this life force pushing, pushing you through your day and your life. Wow. What kinds of, um, you know, for a person who's maybe never done, uh, like I know Kundalini yoga, yes. what we were saying earlier, how it 
ignites the nervous system, which is such a Uranus conversation. Um, so what, if somebody's never done that before, where, where, where could they start? Is there something you could share? Well, you know, for us personally, you know, our, uh, our journey was when we started to be exposed to pranayama, which is the art of yogic breathing, for example, um, it was like a remembrance within us just ignited, you know. So one of the things to acknowledge is that we're multidimensional, multi-lifetime beings. And so when we get exposed to something that awakens something within us, a remembrance, a, a, an affinity like beyond normal, you can chalk that up to something that you have learned and done before. And so when we can continue with a practice such as uh, pranayama, for example, or yogic breathing or correct breathing, what happens is you start to awaken centers within your body, the energy centers, you know, the chakras or the nervous system, uh, your brain starts to awaken. You know, we're, we're using what they turn to be 10% of our brain. Well, what the heck is the other 90% doing? You know, why is it asleep and how do you wake it up? Right, yeah. You know, well, pranayama done correctly and in a certain way uh, can absolutely awaken that other 90% of our brain and awaken us to divine abilities that we didn't know we had, we weren't even aware of. You know, understandings and wisdoms come effortlessly. You know, when you're tapped into a, 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 an, an idea that um, we're, again, we're not limited to this this flesh body, you know, we have awarenesses and, and consciousness of our own person that expand way beyond what we're, uh, what we're currently aware of, but we're not able to access them. Mm-hmm. And one of the funny things that um, I think is funny is, is interesting is, you know, we, we say, well, you know, if we have a, a higher self or a, this aspect of us that is, you know, all-knowing, all-powerful, uh, um, why is it that I'm not aware of it? Well, the limitation isn't on the, the higher self. It's on our physical being. It's on our physical body. So we have to do certain things to uh, increase our, vi- our vibration, our velocity, and our vitality and awaken these, these uh, latent um, uh, aspects and abilities within ourselves so we do have access. That's, that's a birthright of mm. every person on this planet to have these things which are considered to be mystical or considered to be superpowers or, or um, you know, those are normal things. It's only that we don't access them, that it seems, that we don't have access to them, that it seems abnormal. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and as you're saying that, I'm thinking, wow, like this, this is uh, now today is March 13th. And um, in five weeks, this Uranus will go to that exact T-square with Leo, the fire, right? Leo and Aquarius, light. And, um, and there it is. It's, like, it's almost like saying the universe is giving us this huge window um, to, to get this moving. And, you know, it's mirrored astrologically. And now it, is how, the time. How now cool. is the time to ride this wave. The reason is because you can. There's a there's a wave. Don't get don't get it wrong. There, you know, there's things happening in the world, but there is so much energy that's bombarding the planet right now. 
and you can either ride it into your highest of highs or you can ride it into the fears and you know go the other direction that's that's a personal choice that yeah. every individual uh, has a free will to make um, so we just offer that you know um, learning how again to breathe correctly and, and the simplest thing as we were saying is is uh, just learning to take deep breaths now obviously there's there's way more advanced uh, breathing techniques and and uh, practices that you know people can get into um, but when we were initially exposed to it it lit a fire in us and uh, so we we as they say grab the bull by the horns and really uh, by the way you're Irmasan is a Taurus, so you have to forgive him for that analogy. <laughs> yeah. The astrologer speaks. <laughs> right. <laughs> can't help it, right? I can't turn it off. <laughs> so, or grabbing uh, the bull by the horns. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, you know, an interesting uh, conversation that you had mentioned is the Kundalini. And that's a really fascinating subject. And, you know, really what that, that's, um, again, it, it all goes back to life force. Um, but this is kundalini is a, a latent stored energy that is at the base of the spine every human being has it every human being has the capacity to have it be awakened given the right circumstances the right timings uh, the right uh, things that a person is doing that naturally unfolds under its own um, own operation you know you could say <clears throat> And uh, so, what that what that looks like is, and, and in the in the East, it's very well known. You know, you have they they use it as a representative of a coiled snake. So a coiled snake is, and, and you have to forgive the analogy because I know a lot of people may be uh, um, afraid of afraid snakes, of snakes, yeah. but it's it's a coiled energy. That's at, and of course they have a lot of cobras over there, so they they're very familiar right, with the yeah. snakes in India and stuff. But I know in the West we we think like it, it's a, such a Christian it, nation. Yeah, it's, it's like has oh, a really it's negative bad. Aspect. Yeah. yeah. So we'll yeah. we'll just but that's not we'll, that. No, yeah. we'll label it as a as a, a coiled energy. But on a little tangent here, if you look at the symbology, is so vital and so important. I'm going to take a little tangent, I guess. If you look at the allopathic medicine symbology, if you look at it, what is it? It's two snakes coiled around a staff, which is pointing up, and it has a sphere, a ball at the top, and two wings next to the ball. Oh, my God. That is the symbology of allopathic medicine. Now, I'll share with you what that means, what all that means, okay? So the, the, the two snakes represent the, the kundalini energy, which in most people is expressed sexually. So it's sexual energy. That's one expression of it. Expressing love from your heart, expressing power from your, your solar plexus, expressing, expressing truth from your throat, expressing wisdom from your third eye. These are all different... Uh, manifestations and expressions of the kundalini energy but most people uh, have it locked into the lower three energy centers of the body 
okay so that's why they talk about when it's uncoils in it the kundalini rises is it rises up it awakens from these lower centers and it breaks through these blockages uh, there's one at the heart and one at the throat and then of course one at the very top of the crown of the head the, the uh, sahasrara so going back to the in, you you'll have to help me if uh, if there's another part you want to pick up on what I'm talking about but so going back to the symbology of the allopathic medicine which originally they were healers you know in the old old school they were he- true healers mm-hmm. well and, that's the staff of mercury that's yeah, what they call the caduceus right. the but staff what it really of mercury. is what the staff really is is it's the spine it's the spinal oh, okay. cord and within the spinal cord, in the very, very central center, is what's called a nadi. It's an energy, energy, an energy uh, um, channel. Okay, in the in the in the east they call it nadis. So the most important nadi or energy channel in the body is in the very center of the of the spine. And when the kundalini gets awakened and it gets redirected into that shashumna nadi is when it actually can ascend up through the spinal column and break through these locks in the body and that's an incredibly dramatic um, ecstatic experience that blows away any drug you can imagine and i'm not talking about medical drugs now i'm talking about you know uh, street drugs yeah it's a thousand times more ecstatic than anything you could take on a physical level yeah we need to be talking about ecstatic things right now of all the times right so the staff and in the symbology is the spinal cord and so the snakes are rising up through the spinal cord and they get to this sphere that's at the top of the staff which is now the energy, the kundalini energy has now gone all the way up through the spine, broken through these locks that are within the spinal cord and they now have the energy is centered around their head that is why there's a sphere at the top of the staff the and also when you think about it think of religious symbology what does a saint always have around their head this nimbus this ball of light i can tell you because i went to eight years of catholic school it (laughs) was a dinner plate i i I used to think like why do why do they have dinner plates around there yeah but (laughs) it was a halo and we never knew why but you see it's not two-dimensional it's three-dimensional it's a sphere it's a circle. Uh, okay, it's right. A, it's See, it's not the dinner plate. No, it's actually it's not, a, it's ball. A, it's a ball. Oh, that's right. uh, because no. it's energy. Right. See, then I, that light. That light is. Um, not until I studied yoga did yeah. I get that. Of oh, it's you literally shine from within. That's right. The people who were able to see could see, and they painted it. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now on the on the very you know highest high levels. Um, more of the ordinary people could could see these uh, these manifestations, but typically it was you know you'd have some uh, person who was enlightened to some degree in their own way that could see this and they would paint it. They mm. would, they were that was the only you know the way they had could express you know and and share their gift with the world was to you know show this this ball of light this this halo this nimbus around you know a person's head. 
Now, there's one other aspect that we haven't yet talked about, and that's the wings that are beside the ball of light at the top of the staff, and that represents Christ consciousness. Okay? Cool. So the wings... Uh, and, sim- and we don't mean it as a religious thing. When people sometimes hear the word Christ and they think, you know, or is this right, a right. Christianity conversation? It actually goes way beyond. It's way beyond that. You know, yeah. this is a whole another deep topic. It's, it's not about um, Jesus the Christ, but it's about Christ the consciousness. Jesus was a man who became a Christ. Buddha was a man who became a Christ. Krishna was an entity, a, a physical being that became a Christ. So, in the and, and that's not something that's taught, you know, in the this whole process of oh, well, let's um, put some women in there too. Um, Amachi, yes, Amachi, yes. Divine Mother, she yes. became a Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Saint, there's a uh, Saint Teresa that um, right. Had the, Saint uh, Tre- trying to think what the, the stigmata. Um, the stigmata. Yeah, that's or right. Saint Teresa yep. Lisieux or Saint yes, Teresa yes. Avila. You're right. There were yeah. many women mystics. Uh, yes, the- it, it is. Absolutely, gender has nothing to do with it. Right. You know. Thank uh, you. Absolutely nothing to do with it. Yeah. It just—I don't know why that is. It just so happens. Maybe it's because we live in a matriarchal society historically. We did. Yeah. You know that um, these masters, in a way, had to manifest. You know, like incarnate as a as a male to to even to make it to adulthood. You know, because if they were you know, a woman, and maybe, you know, I don't know, I'm just theorizing at this point, but, you know, so, yeah, the, the wings uh, represent the individual's uh, ascension into Christhood, okay, and so, yeah. Oh, just now, isn't that interesting? I'm hearing... We get the sirens, huh? We get the sirens, it's like, underscore... Pay attention, yeah. Right, woo, those wings. Uh, I always say, by the way, with um, and I learned this from a friend. Um, you know, he 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 took sirens as a little off thing. He said he programmed his consciousness that whenever he heard a siren, he whatever he was doing, he would stop and like think about it. So, anyway, yeah, there great. it is. No, this is like perfect, yellow highlighter pen. That's a perfect <laughs> way to uh, you know go through life is looking for the messages that uh, you could say we ourselves are sending ourselves. You know, so again. You know, we are not just this, you know, little consciousness in a, in a little body. You know, we are in, in our expanded state, multidimensional state, are uh, incredibly beyond our wildest dreams. You know, so the, this higher aspect of ourself is constantly attempting to communicate with us in any way, shape, and form possible. You know, so it could take on many different manifestations. And so it is, as you're saying, up to us to to keep conscious and our eyes open to uh, the messages that are coming to us, the directions to go, uh, what feels right. You know, it's not a thinking process. It's, it's a feeling process. We've, you know, eventually, hopefully, uh, we do use our brain uh, to do things, but hopefully our brain doesn't use us. And unfortunately, most people go through life with their brain, their mind, you could say, their mind using them. It runs amok. It's not something that they have any control over. And uh, so that's an interesting topic we could go into is the relationship between between breathing and the mental uh, aspect. Uh, So 
our emotional state is directly relate uh, has a direct relationship with our breathing pattern. All right, so say that again. So our our emotional state has a direct relationship to our breathing pattern. Whoa. Okay. So, for example, when we are completely relaxed, we are content. We are in a peaceful state. Our breathing is long, drawn out, deep, slow breaths. When we're agitated, when we're angry, we have very fast, short, shallow breaths. Now, most people they're at the whim and mercy of that process. One is their mind is ruling the roost, and so they're、uh, at the mercy of their runaway fears and thought forms and and、uh, you know concerns or whatever it happens to be. That in turn、uh, has a direct relationship to their breathing pattern, which. Again, reinforces the emotional state that they're in. Now, if you can do it two ways, you can either try to rein in the mind, which is, in actuality, a very difficult process. There's a yogic saying that says it's easier to subdue a lion than it is to control the mind. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so,、uh, another way to do it is you approach it through breath. Okay, so instead of an unconscious breathing pattern, we go into a conscious breathing pattern where we are consciously, with intention and focus, taking long, deep breaths. And so that, in and of itself, will create a state of emotional state, a state of mind of peace and contentment,、mm-hmm. and actually quiet the mind down in that respect. So you you know, and that can be done. I mean, I I know sometimes I'll just you know standing on line at the checkout counter at the supermarket. Absolutely. You could, you could just do a slow and okay. So maybe now we're being more restricted and we won't be circulating as much if we have this you know more lockdown energy. But hey, you could be in your home and you know, standing one, at the stove. You yeah, know, absolutely. You know, one of the most amazing things is once you learn conscious breathing and you learn the meditative breath. There is never a dull moment.、Mm. There is never a dull moment. Waiting in line is no longer waiting. It's a period of meditation. It's a period of conscious breathing. It's a period of creating vitality and peace and contentment in yourself. There's never a wasted dull moment. Yeah. We learn that every moment is an opportunity for. Creating change、mm. in ourselves. We never have to be bored. No. You know? So we can catch ourselves. And go. Oh wow, I'm bored right now. <laughs> and, and you're like, oh, I could do a breath. Even、That's、like、right. one breath or、yep. two breaths.、Yep. It's just it completely. I know that can shift my whole day、yes. just by whoosh,、yeah. you go off in a whole other direction. Yeah, yeah.、Definitely. That's outrageous. In, is oh, I was gonna say, if there was any um, perhaps um. To let's see, maybe like a particular, you know, would you recommend just for today, like to give listeners um, one? Um, would you say to start with just breathing through the nose, or does it matter, or you maybe just share about well, that? I don't think mouth it ma- versus nose. Ultimately,、nose. I don't think it matters. Personally,、uh, we 
feel there is a, an advantage to breathing in and out through the nose. Now that does not always apply. There's other breathing techniques and other times where you would exhale out through the mouth. Um, but for the most part, we're meant to, to breathe in and out through our nose. That's the purpose of it. It, it, it uh, warms the air, it moisturizes the air, so it has a, a gentle effect on the lungs where when you breathe through the mouth, it has a drying effect in the mouth and the lungs. So we're, we're meant to be breathed through our nose. Um, if there was one thing that one, uh, someone could do that's listening today, that is just to start focusing on your belly when you inhale. Now here's an interesting test. If you go to take a deep breath and inhale with your stomach and it actually goes in, in the inhale, you're actually doing a reverse breath. It's a reverse of what you should be doing. Your belly should actually be expanding, going out like a beer belly when you inhale because the diaphragm is a muscle. And, and so to get into the physiology of it real quick, because I think there is some, some merit to that. Oh, yeah. The, uh, That's the, going to require some untraining, you know, <laughs> right. or unconsciously. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that is the thing, is consciously uh, breathing into the belly, which you use the belly only because it's a way of helping to utilize the muscle of the diaphragm. The diaphragm is a muscle that, uh, that helps us, to, that actually helps us, enables us to breathe. So the diaphragm is a muscle that connects to the back of the spine and then around to the lower ribs. And so, and it's... Uh, relaxed state it's actually you can imagine it going up like up towards the lungs like up towards the heart and when it contracts the muscle contracts like you flex your bicep when that muscle contracts it pulls down the muscle pull the diaphragm pulls down and that's why you press your belly out because you're training yourself to utilize your diaphragm when that muscle comes down what that does is there's a there's a sealed off space between the lower part of the torso and the upper part of the torso. So what that does is that diaphragm coming down creates a vacuum in the upper part. And, what, and so what that does is it uh, creates an imbalance. So in the vacuum, air rushes in through the nose or the mouth and, fill, and fills the lungs and expands them. So the lungs are not muscle in themselves, in and of themselves. The diaphragm creates a vacuum in the space that creates the opportunity for the air to come rushing in and expand the lungs. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So ultimately, you know, um, in lieu of learning, you know, more advanced uh, techniques and practices of being able to, uh, you know, awaken our spiritual spirituality. Uh, our latent abilities um, is start to focus on consciously breathing in and out deep slow breaths your your oxygen and I promise you if you do that just for a couple minutes and uh, your mind will wander to begin you'll do a few breaths and all of a sudden your mind someplace else and you totally forgot that you were supposed to be breathing right that, that's, that's okay that, that's how it starts so don't right. worry about you it just bring yourself back yep. you just say oh yep i was breathing okay back to that again right so um just even doing that for a few minutes i mean if you could manage five to ten minutes you will definitely notice a difference. You know, your 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 mental acuity will be greatly heightened. 
Um, you'll feel probably a, a sense of well-being. Blood pressure will go down. Blood pressure will certainly, mm-hmm. you know, be affected. It, because you know, again, because you're you're totally calming yourself down. You're mentally calming yourself down, and you're uh, neurologically calming yourself down. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Good. Good stuff. <laughs> Well, um, I think we're going to uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to continue this conversation because this I I know you've got a lot of great stories and uh, experiences and yeah. we can build from here, yeah. and uh, this is uh, enormously useful information, well, especially I really right now. I appreciate the opportunity uh, to come in here and of course you know um, share and give. You know, it's it's uh, there's an interesting thing we actually put it out on Twitter today is. Um, give in order to justify the manifestation of receiving oh nice so i'll say that again we we practice giving in order to justify the mathematics of receiving oh okay sense Yeah. yeah so we're always wanting to receive we're wanting to receive but the way the universe works is it's mathematics you know so we give in order to justify the manifestation or the mathematics of receiving it automatically sets up it just it's like the mechanism that allows it to flow back yeah absolutely so it's you know you don't earn a degree by you know without doing the work you know right (laughs) as you know from medical school Um, so if people do desire to uh, reach out to me I'd be happy to hear from people Uh, probably the easiest way is to to uh, direct message me on Twitter. Uh, you can look me up at Irmasan Therapy or at Irmasan Therapy or um, Irmasan484 on, on Twitter. Okay, and how, can you spell your name for them? Yeah, yeah, I probably said it pretty quick, but it's it's E A R Ear M A Ma Son S O N. So E A R M A S O N Irmasan. Yes. And is it what is the exact Twitter handle? Irmasan. Uh, Irmasan, or it's at Irmasan Therapy, and then uh, uh, the name is Irmasan Four Eight Four. Cool. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So they can so DM I'd, you. I'd be, I'd be happy to hear from DMs. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, because I know um, I've been getting more and more mail lately. Um, so I, I just want to say thank you to all of you. Lovely. I love you all. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Um, the Leo and me, of course we love fan mail. Of course. <laughs> yeah, let us, but, uh, let us know what you thought of the information today. You know, it's always fun to, uh, to hear back, you know. Yeah, and tell us if, what, anything in particular that you want to hear or, or have Irmasan cover or questions or about on, yeah. Yeah, health, yeah. yoga, pranayama. It's a Uranus thing, right? We've got this great window coming our way. And... Um, and it, we're in it. We're in it now. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. This has been awesome. My this pleasure. has just been My awesome. Pleasure. So, um, yeah, um, and you can always uh, email uh, me as well, you know, or, you know, your uh, Liana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology. Um, starsoundastrology.com is the name of the website. And I'm on Twitter myself at, and, and it's if called. If you haven't um, yet, if you oh. haven't yet gotten a session from Irliana Astrology Reading, oh, I, I highly recommend it. I did not tell him to say that. No, it's uh, unsolicited. Uh, I'm not pressing his foot. No. <laughs> unsolicited. Yeah. Uh, but it's, a, it's a, quite a, you know, a, a magical journey. And um, she has a, 
an incredible amount of, um, of wisdom shared. So. Oh, thank you. I didn't know you were going to say that. No, I'm going to cry. Well, thank you so much. And so, yeah, um, yeah, you can contact either or both of us, um, whatever. And um, I'm, on, um, I'm on Twitter myself, at StarSoundAstro is my Twitter handle. I, don't, I haven't shared that much lately, but yes, we love Twitter. And um, anyway, yay, thank you so much. And um, yeah, let, let us know how we can be of service to you and um, any astrological questions as well. I mean, certainly um, we're going to be developing and expanding this um, more. So thank you. Mwah. Much love. Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you. Take Namaste. Care, everyone. Namaste.